It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Three minutes past eight o'clock, 27th of December. You're listening to ECNZ. What a summer sport we've got. And boy, did Joseph Parker crack it off with an absolute bang. A crash, a wallop. We've been waiting for him to let his hands go. We've been waiting for that look in his eye. We've been waiting for this moment since he was the WBO heavyweight champion. Uh, this has been a journey. Ups, downs, peaks, troughs. We've sat here with him. We've we've been part of the Joseph Parker story since this guy was a kid. We love him. To watch him have his moment was special. The day of reckoning. Did it deliver? Well, I think it certainly did. James Smitty Smith is a very familiar voice to us here in New Zealand. He's been so good with his time throughout the years to us Kiwis. Of course, he's a boxing analyst and host of uh, In This Corner. Fantastic content when it comes for boxing. James Smitty Smith, we say happy Christmas, happy holidays to you, and happy Joseph Parker month, we're calling it. Yeah, well, you know, it didn't surprise me at all. I think I was on with you folks uh, a while back, and yeah, Parker's a, a good fighter, uh, cerebral fighter. More importantly, he's been an active fighter. This was his fourth fight in 2023, I believe, and that's like just unheard of these days, uh, you know, to be that active. I, I call inactivity in boxing, uh, you know, high blood pressure, the silent killer, and it certainly ha- uh, did in Deontay Wilder, who this was his first fight in over a year. He's been extremely inactive. He's always been a one-trick pony. That That one trick has been devastating. It's produced 42 KOs and his 43 wins. But uh, I always felt that Parker, a guy like Parker, uh, at this point in his career, would be able to, to you know, to stay focused. And he did. And he dominated. Uh, he dominated the fight. It did not surprise me. That now that's interesting, James. He was an outsider quite heavily in Vegas down here at our local bookmaker. I think it was he paid essentially slightly more than five to one down here, Joseph Parker. Did did we collectively, and, and you obviously didn't, but did those people from a wider point of view looking at this fight over or underrate that ring rust aspect or that inactivity aspect? Is, is that Does that now, that theory, does it stand for more? I, I think so. I, I mean, father time is an interesting thing. I, I have seen fighters and we've all, we've said this. It's one of the boxing a- axioms. That's actually true that you can get old overnight. However, in recent times, the way boxing is today, 
The reason it's so apparent is because you combine father time with inactivity. You know, back mm. in the day, the era that I came up, guys kind of hid from father, father time. They would run from father time by fighting. And because they were constantly being active, that ring rust could not form as easily as we saw it with Deontay Wilder. But again, let's not get crazy about Deontay. He's, he's never been a skilled fighter. I mean, all he's had is that tremendous, you know, right hand. I mean, a one-trick pony. But a one-trick pony, at the end of the day, never becomes secretariat. You've got to have other, you know, <laughs> elements to your game. And, and Joseph Parker, let's give some credit to, to Kevin Barry, who brought him along early on and taught him a lot of stuff, made him a cerebral, you know, calm fighter. Um, and so this uh, rejuvenates Parker somewhat. He's in the mix, and he could hang in there, as I said when I was on with you guys last time. He can hang with anybody. I mean, uh, probably the sparring with Fury did him a lot of good and the, and the hanging out and just understanding what it's like. So congrats to to Joseph Parker, you know, uh, he's really done himself well. He's, an, 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 in my mind, an overachiever. I still say my friend David, too, is the best you guys have ever had, but he wasn't able to, to accomplish even what Parker has done. Uh, Brad here, Smitty, thanks so much for your time. Uh, look, Joe, success came very, very early for Joe, world champ at 24, which, you know, in the heavyweight division, outside of a certain M. Tyson, that's sort of really unheard of. So... At 31, and you know boxing better better than, than than most, is he now coming into physical and mental peak where maybe we are seeing the second coming? And as you said, he can hang with Joshua, with Andy Ruiz, with Ortiz, and and with these with these other heavyweights around the world. I I, I think if I was a guy like Parker, no, he's I mean he's uh, he's not the fighter that he was three or four years ago in terms of speed and perhaps endurance. Although endurance is something as you as you age, if you're calm, and he was, you, you know. But it's all about now styles. Styles make fights. Parker can box. He can punch a little bit. If he, if anybody he fights now, if he goes into the fight with a game plan, and utilizes distance, leverage, timing, uh, knows how to 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 focus on whatever guy's weaknesses are and stay away from his strengths as he did, he's capable of beating anybody. Is he the second coming of Ali? No. <laughs> you know, Larry Holt? No. But he's a really damn good heavyweight, and I think right now he's rejuvenated his career. And uh, But I, I think that this whole crop of heavyweights, for the most part, I'm spoiled, man. I came up. I came mm. up in the as a little boy yeah. in the 70s and then I yeah. and then I was with you know the Holy Fields and so Larry Holmes so they're all pretty good but nothing that really excites me uh but I was happy for Parker because unlike almost everybody else that Deontay Wilder has faced he knew to stay the hell away from that right <laughs> hand and do his thing, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. Speaking of Deontay, uh, look, three years ago, the fight everyone in the world wanted to see was Joshua, Deontay, and both of them have, have kind of taken career skids since. Uh, and, and that fight looked to be on the table again. Eddie Hearn sort of coming out in the last couple of days and saying that's now very much off the table because Deontay lost. Is there any interest in the American market for Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua to, to get into the ring? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, Eddie Hearn's full of crap. 
Um, he, he, he says a lot of, and he's a promoter. He has to say those things, but nobody over here gives a damn, uh, you know, about, about the heavyweight division. And that's kind of sad, but I think when Fury and Usyk sort out, whatever they do, AJ to his credit has kind of rejuvenated himself a little bit by being active. And, you know, he's a calm and he's a guy again, that has fundamentals. I mean, you're talking about a gold medalist. And when you can fall back on those fundamentals, then you can, again, have different stages of your career where you can come back. And so I could see AJ years ago on New Zealand radio and in the papers there, I had AJ as the number one fighter in the world. Things changed a little bit after the victory over Klitschko. And then, of course, we saw what happened with Ruiz. He's also not a hungry fighter because he's so wealthy. But he's got those fundamentals. He's fundamentally sound, and he's big. Same with Joseph Parker. And so those guys, there's, you know, depending on who they fight and when they fight, they got a shot. So, um, you know, I, I, but as far as the interest in, in AJ and Wilder, uh, it's, no, nobody over here cares a, a thing about that. We're more interested in Benavidez fighting Canelo or something like that. Yeah, and that's the other part of it, isn't it? You know, the heavyweight, and you kind of make that point so eloquently, really, Smitty, is that this is not one of the golden eras of heavyweight boxing, is it? And, yes, it's always going to be a fascination with the division, but if you want to watch good boxing, there's plenty of it out there, and I'm sure you could direct us to some people to go and watch some tape of. But but I, I, I at a time where everything is all about hype and, and hyperbole and, and, and BS and Instagram and TikTok, I'm really proud of Joseph Parker. I don't know Joseph that well, other than when I would interview him and Kevin Barry at the same time. And, but I, I like what he's done because I like the smart fighter. You know, I like yeah. the cerebral guy. And Parker had been written off, and he showed that was just – there is a reason why – I call it the sweet science at its best. And he really dominated and he had a fight plan. He executed it and he won. And I really, I admire that. Uh, I admire that. Well, how's this? So Andy Lee has gone four and zero with Joseph Parker and three and zero three knockouts with Paddy Donovan in 2023. And we've spoken to Andy a couple of times. I don't know if you've been around him a lot, obviously a, a hell of a boxer in his own right. And it, and he seems like a thinking fighter as well. He, he quote tweeted Dan Raphael and said, Deontay Wilder didn't throw that solid right hand, that, that special right hand that you talk about because he couldn't. Whenever he tried, Joseph threw his or shaped feigned to throw his, that kept Wilder hesitant fight fire with fire. Is that how you see it? And, and what about the effort yeah. of the trainer here? You know, boxing, just like other sports, it's about inches at a high level, just a matter of inches. One of the reasons why my show in this corner, my television show, not my podcast, is about to hit its 20th year in just a few days, if we survive a few more days, is because of our in-ring segments. I got in the ring with over 60 fighters, and they demonstrated their skills of what made them good, great, and living legends. And sometimes it's just a matter of inches. And, and Lee is right. Parker knew how to, to move to his right, to stay on the outside of that right hand, and then at times to go back and forth. You're, you, with a guy like Wilder, you either want to be all the way in or all the way out. And then when you come in, 
that's when your your danger point is. But actually, if I were anybody fighting, anybody fighting Deontay Wilder, uh, I would get on the inside and I would, uh, you know, latch on to his to his nipples and stay right there and bang because he can't fight <laughs> on the inside. Plus, he has those spindly legs. And, and again, father time has caught up. You know, he's 38 years old. Uh, he's been inactive. And father time <laughs> takes no prisoners, man. And when you combine father time with inactivity and a guy who doesn't have the basics, you got a guy who will come undone, uh, as we saw against uh, Parker the other night. Speaking of James Smitty-Smith here on SCNZ Breakfast, uh, Smitty, uh, taking the ickiness of Saudi Arabia out of the equation for a second, the Day of Reckoning card as a whole where we got, you know, four or five really, uh, like, um, marquee matchups, a la, dare I say, like um, MMA, like UFC. Can, can you see if promoters can get together... Uh, that this thing could could be could be something that boxing could look at more of, where maybe we get two or three really good main events headlining a card on a more regular basis. Well, a more regular basis. Those last final words you say. We we did. I did a. a I thought I did a, a seven or eight minute uh, rant set session the other day. My co-host told me it was ten, and I got <laughs> into the fact that we wonder why these fighters aren't as good. We wonder why they're not as good. They're not as good because they're not getting in the reps. Can you imagine, mm-hmm. let's say, the the New England Patriots saying, I'm not going to play next week. We don't want to play Miami. Now nah, we're not going to play San Francisco. Now nah, we'll wait and we'll we'll only play one more game. In, in any, any sport, it sounds ludicrous, but that's what boxing has become. It's become maybe a fighter will fight once or twice a year, and and that that erodes the fighter. It erodes the interest in the fights, in the sport. And obviously, there's the safety factor. Nobody knows about the safety and well-being and cares any more than I do. I host the International Boxing Hall of Fame every year, and I see the damage that is done. So, yes, there are things boxing is doing and needs to continue to do to make it safer. But this inactivity is absolutely ridiculous. It's why I see fighters when people will say, oh, isn't that guy Ryan Garcia great? No, he's not great at all. He's, he's got a left hook, and that's all he has. Well, what about, you know, Gervonta Davis? Isn't he great? Well, I love Tank, but he, he doesn't, he's not busy enough. You know, I just, I, I see all the flaws in these guys, not that they're not great athletes, but they're inactive. You, how do you hone your skills? If you guys did a radio show once a damn year, you would not be as sharp and as crisp, uh, you know, as you are yeah. right now. It rep. Everything's yeah. about reps. So I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to. Yeah, I'm. No, 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 no. It's a, I'm it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a I'm it's 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 a great point you make because it is. It, it's and it's this um the fear of failure and the kind of hype machine that fight sports create and you know that the whole like you have to be undefeated and kind of did it stem from Floyd? Is this a it's is this garbage. a manifest? It's all, gar- it's all garbage. It's it garbage. is and, and all it is stare downs and, and the other thing that is 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 boxing used to, the other day when Devin Haney beat my friend Regis Progray and Devin Haney was the last show we actually shot. Uh, with an in-ring segment, he, he he the fight was at a buck forty. He entered the ring at one sixty-five. So you've got a guy fighting for a one hundred and forty-pound title that's in the ring at one sixty-five because of the rehydration thing. 
how can anything be looked at as re- reality when you've got a 140-pound fight? And it's not like Devin Haney's breaking the rules, but like Morgan Friedman said in Million Dollar Baby, everything in boxing is backwards. Boxing should go back to same-day weigh-ins where the guys actually enter the ring at their contracted weight. They should actually have to fight two or three times a year. The, the sanctioning bodies should work together so that we could have one world champion in each and every division. We don't have to get rid of the sanctioning bodies. There's four of them. That two and two, we could have guys fight off, create, create tournaments, and end up with one. How can you have four freaking world champions? It's, it's ludicrous, and it takes away from it. And I don't give a damn what they're doing in, 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 in MMA. The one thing I will say, at least, that they're doing well in MMA or UFC is they're consistent and they fight all the time, which has created this uh, sport that I'm really not into. It's, it's surpassed boxing. It's much more popular mainstream, UF frickin' C, than the sport that I, I love so much. But everything about what, what Parker did the other day, the way he – went into the fight, the way he comported himself, the way he acted like a gentleman, the way he you know, came in fit, and the way he fought and produced against one of the truly one of the deadliest uh, uh, punchers that we've seen in, in, in history, uh, that's, that's what I like. So everything about uh, Joseph, if he's listening, I'm proud of him. You know, I'm really yeah. proud of him. It's very, very kind sentiment, Smitty. We really appreciate your time. We hear no lies. You're making a lot of sense. Very, very quickly, um, can you give us a fight or a prospective fight or a prospective fighter over 2024 that you want to see happen and you're looking forward to? Well, I would love to see actually my, my the guy that I've had number one for years, Terrence Crawford, kind of yeah. do a catch weight with Canelo Alvarez. Canelo's a little bigger, but he's not that much bigger, and that's a brilliant fight because you got a guy. Which weight? Which weight would that be at, Smitty? Well, they they could do that. They could do it at a buck fifty-four. Um, Canelo could come down to that, or they could make it a catch weight. It would just be two of the greatest fighters in recent time, and they're the yeah. same height. You know, uh, Bud's got more reach. Canelo's a little bit bigger, but. Bud is a little bit better. And then the other one is Benavidez. Everybody wants to see Benavidez and Canelo. I want to see Benavidez and David Morrell Jr. Because this Morrell is an absolute beast. Uh, he is a beast at, at, you know, at super uh, middleweight. And he's a Cuban. And he comes from that Cuban school. And he's, it would just be too, a great matchup. And then Bivol and Better Biev would be something we want because the style matchup, you got the brilliant fighter in Bivol, who was the best fighter on that day of reckoning card, uh, taking on a better Biev, who's an absolute beast. So um, it, that would be a phenomenal fight. So there's a lot of good fights that can be made. So boxing needs to make them in 2024. <laughs> James Smitty Smith is at Smitty Boxing. He's approaching his 20th year of that TV show uh, in this corner where they get in the ring. This is fantastic. Uh, we always appreciate it. We love hearing you down here. You've been very consistent. Always pick up the phone for us. Thanks so much, uh, James. All the best. All right. Cheers.